In this episode of The Full Nerd, does Intel hate hyperthreading? Is there any point of a custom RTX card? And did I get a deal or did I get burnt? We should do a movie podcast. <laughs> like commentary? I just... You don't want, nobody wants to hear about people that wants to know about movies. You want to hear about average people who watch the movies. But welcome to the Full Nerd <laughs> episode 69. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. I like movies. He likes movies. Elaine Yee also likes movies. Yeah, most of the time. And Adam Patrick Murray doesn't think Michael Mann deserves all the credit for heat and everything he's done. It, it smells like something's burning in here. Is that just me? I don't know why I just caught a whiff of something burning. No, I Maybe think, I should be worried. I actually think I smell it too. Right? <laughs> Wait, are you trying to distract no, me? I, no, like legit. Like, no, yeah. like I. Uh, it smells like something might be frying in one of your systems there. Like electrical? Yeah. Well, if, if, uh, I'll, I'll, if we go I'll, away, you'd know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why don't you guys talk about uh, the Intel 9000 series? Oh, leaking? yeah. So and I'm uh, going to go smell some of these uh, components <laughs> over here. He's, he just got out of hating on Michael Mann. Who's pro- probably the greatest living director today? You just but had to say he. I had to just say things they're burning. Here's I am. I'm quoting a story from a non-tech Ian Cutras. So hey, we're talking some uh, solid, solid credentials here. <laughs> Basically, it's it's the uh, it's Intel's new CPUs coming out. There are nine thousand series CPUs. Again, I have no inside information, no leaked information. I'm quoting what Ian said at a nontech.com, quoting a, a a Vietnamese retailer who's like, "Oh, screw it, let's just put it out on the web." <laughs> Big deal. Top end Core i nine nine hundred K, A core sixteen threads. 3.6 base, 5 turbo. Wow, pretty good stuff. But the thing that's going to really grind people's gears, i7 9700K, 8 core, 8 threads, i5 9500, 6 cores, 6 threads, core i5 9400, 6 cores, 6 cores. Basically just lower core count, and then there's an i3 4 core, 4 thread. So there's only the top part gets hyper-threading. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? So cool. if you want to, well, let's compare. There's actually, he's got a comparison here. 8700K, 6 core, 12 threads. 8086K, of course, 6, six cores, 12 threads. I5, 8600K. Oh, wait, this actually kind of matches. 6 core, 6 threads, so maybe we are unfair. Uh, I, I3, 8350K, overclockable I3 part, uh, 4 cores, 4 threads. So it's really the i7 that just kind of gets like kicked overboard, right? Yeah, it's going from aside from the top end model, which this Vietnamese retailer didn't list prices. Let's get it out of the bat. But uh, right, previous leaks have showed the 9700K, the eight core, eight thread at what the 8700K sells for now, so about 350 bucks. The 9900K is expected to be closer to 500. Whoa, really? So, uh, but that's not confirmed. Those are previous rumors. Uh, But so the 9700K, the replacement for the 8700K, sure, it gets two extra physical cores. Right. But that's only eight threads in total. The 8700K today gives you 12 threads. And that's just a real bummer for me seeing Intel ditch hyper threading altogether. It looks like if this proves to be real. For everything below i9. Looks yeah, like for this for this junction, uh, and although I, I'm going to point out the clocks are a little bit higher, the turbo on the 9700K part, which I guess would re- replace 8700K, is a four nine versus four seven on turbo, three six base a little lower, three seven base on the 8700K. But we know that part never ran at three seven base unless you basically ran it with no heatsink. So no, yeah, this- that's a real bummer because if you look at uh, Ryzen, right. They also have eight cores, six cores, four cores across their, you know, seven, five, and three lines. But the difference with them is they just included hyperthreading with everything. Yeah. It's taking it away. I got to wonder because the eight core, even, even if you give Intel higher clocks, higher IPC for that 9700K part, a 2700X with eight threads and SMT, you know, we can't call it hyperthreading because that's trademark, but... Uh, it's probably going to beat up a 9700K in a lot of those multi-threaded benchmarks. Yeah, but I wonder if this is Intel just um, really concentrating their efforts on that gaming kind of space where they're not betting on people needing all those thre- cores and threads, so, or threads specifically. So right. they said, fine, we'll take away some of the threads, but we'll give you you know, higher clocks. 
I mean, that's a valid argument, you know? I mean, if you're really a 90% gamer, it's always better to go for higher clocks, right? You don't really need yeah. 8 it's or 16 It's just disappointing, cores. though. When you spend that much money, you don't get to say, like, look, I get all the things. No, because I will say, uh, <laughs> this is the code name is, is CFLR, Coffee Lake R. The R is for ray tracing, Brad. It's for ray tracing. <laughs> and ray tracing doesn't matter. <laughs> but what, speaking about clock speeds, though, looking at these leaked Vietnamese uh, retailer specs, assuming they're true, uh, Core i5's clock speeds are not higher than Ryzen 5's clock speeds. Yeah, and those are locked parts, too. That's that's an issue, right? That's an issue. Yeah, so Ryzen 5, if this is true again, will have the same or better clock speeds, twice as many threads, and you can overclock them. Do you... Th- I, I, I mean, so, like, the of course, the elephant in the room for this, because it's just got to be the worst absolute secret in the industry is your food from lease is a food from lease but also 230 it's on sale they blow that out because it's like oh you're gonna throw that out i'll take it dollar there's no price right so what mm-hmm. if it's possible that intel says you know what you know i know everybody always expects us expects pricing to go up we're intel we like to charge more what if they push they compress the whole stack i7 is just sort of like 250 that turns into an oh. i5 part I mean, that would be that really would make tr- things more interesting, right? Well, yeah, a lot more interesting. But I, I don't know. I can't imagine Intel going that low. I know that's the thing. Is like, like three hundred maybe, but two fifty like out the gate. That's that would be dramatic for them. Well, an i five now is two fifty eight. So if where's, I just I'm not really sure five hundred dollars. I know that's an eight core part and all that. It's probably going to scream. But for five hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a premium part, but it really—I don't know. You know that that does. It's, it's, it's going to be price, right? It'll be that's that's like what they did with the uh, I forget the number, the high end extreme edition right now, the eighteen core one so or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't match, you know, Threadripper and core count, but it owns it in raw single thread speed and performance. So they're saying this is the fastest one you're going to pay for it, and then either you will or you won't. <laughs> Yeah, I just wonder if that's going to work down here, though, because... I mean, I feel like... If that winds up being 500 bucks, that's different from mainstream audience, I feel. Yeah, it's just it's hard because, I mean, if the, the top, top-end one, 9900K, is around 500 or even, say, 450 that's just that much more of a premium you have to get to have something that mentally you got accustomed to over, like, how many years now? Eight? More? Yeah. So just suddenly having to pay what's going to feel like a premium for hyper-threading is just going to be that much harder to stomach, I think. Yeah. but I just I mean, hate it. I hate it when new technologies stand still, or in this case, even go backwards, because you get more threads with an 8700K, and it's rough to go from 12 threads to 8 threads with a 9700K if this is accurate and it turns out to be about the same price. Mm. Yeah, and there I, I I'm going to... There are going to be times where that 8700K is going to be as fast or faster than that 8-core, eight 8-thread eight 9700K that supposedly replaces it, right? So that that 200 megahertz is not going to make that much of a difference. And then the 8-cores versus 6, you know, 8 physical versus 6 physical, but you get HT. Well, that part is overclockable, though. Well, they're bo- yeah, they both are. I mean, The 9700K. Yeah. So arguably you could push a little bit more out of it. But hmm. uh, the chat seems to be saying 500 is overpriced for tapped out architecture. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> look, let's let's be honest here. It's not tapped out because it's They're not still like milking it. <laughs> well, it's not even that it's tapped out. It's just like, look, uh, let's let's be honest. 8700K is still a better overall. If you are 90 percent gaming gamer, it's still a better CPU than a 2700X. Right. Can you argue that it matters as much? Probably not. But, you know. If you're talking sheer difference. performance, yes. Sheer yeah. performance, it's the leader. So you got to figure 9700K, it's, I don't know. It's going to be faster. It's going to be faster. But how much are people going to bear, I guess? That's the killer to me. I, well, I'm and just, it's, it's not going to be faster in all tasks because it's losing those four threads. That's, you know, a third of the threads available. Well, but the thing is, what I'm saying is the 9900K is really the replacement oh, yeah. for the 8700K. And we'll have to see at pricing. I don't necessarily agree with that. 
Well, so you have the AD eighty six K. Yeah, it is Core i nine. The AD eighty six K that was four twenty five. What if nine hundred K is four twenty five? That gives you two more cores, four threads, because of the HT. Uh, it's still, mm, still, still feels like they're taking something that we are accustomed to getting at a certain price point and then pushing it up higher, out of most people's even further out of certain people's reach. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But the, the reason, again, I'm going to say it every time I talk, this is not confirmed. This is based off of Vietnamese retail. It's thing. all rumor, speculation. But, sure. uh, what irks me about this, if it's true, is that Intel has taken away hyper-threading simply to better segregate its parts. Because that's been the issue ever since Ryzen came along, that the changes Intel's had to make to combat Ryzen has involved kind of cannibalizing their Extreme Edition chips and their, you know, Xeon chips and whatnot. And it seems like this is taking stuff away from mainstream consumers just in the interests of better product segmentation. And I don't like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, I do wonder if it sort of indicates they realize they can't compete on price with AMD because the way AMD's built with the, you know, multi-chip yep. architecture versus monolithic core. I mean... Eight cores, a, oh, five gigahertz turbo. That's sorry, but I do have a question for you guys because this came up in our GPU conversation when you and I were, you know, uh, how should we say, disagreeing <laughs> over my uh, preference for a GTX 1080 Ti and the and rest you, of the chat too. <laughs> and you were saying to me that in this part, in that particular segment of the market, that you don't think that they're as price conscious. Would you argue the same for this? for these kinds of parts on the CPU side, that if we're going for a hot, like a Core i7, something in the 350 plus range, are we talking about a, a segment of consumers that won't care? Like, I do wonder I, that. It is I don't. I don't. I, I think once you get into the Core i9s and the Extreme Edition, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think that's not true with the mainstream i3 through i7 lineup. I think it's they're fair. much more price sensitive than people buying a seven or $800 <laughs> graphics card. It's fair. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I I would agree. I I do think somebody who buys a a, a hopped up gaming box that wants like that that is really just a gaming box. They don't care about core count. They just want those clock speeds. That 9900K does play to that. It could, you know, it could. Yeah, I I I would think that people who are you know again look at that main gear box behind us, right? That thing of beauty. People who buy those machines, they don't care. They may just want a nine hundred K, and the five hundred dollars is not a big deal to, the, right. to that to that class. But to defend myself, I got to say, <laughs> oh no, I, I'm just saying I would not. The day the ninety nine hundred K comes out for whatever price it is, I am not going to go out and buy a Core i seven seventy seven hundred K for basically you know three hundred. You already shouldn't buy a seventy seven hundred K. Yeah, you have to, Gordon. You're you're mixing up the analogy here. You have to go back to 8700K for this to still be analogous to our, our uh, discussion yeah. last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, because these are exactly the same CPUs. <laughs> <laughs> if, if basically 1080 Ti was uh, an RTX card, yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, no. I just started it go. all over again. <laughs> and I just don't. I'm not going to go into the Ford dealership. <laughs> And pay the 2018 price for the 2017 model when there's a lot full of 2018s there. Give me a break. Give me a price break is what I'm saying. I'm being cheap. I'm always the wait for benchmarks, guys. But I think 8700K to 9700K, if everything here proves true, it'll have to depend on what you're doing because I think that loss of threads could wind up hurting it compared. So there are going to be tasks, if this is all true, where the 8700K will be faster. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I think definitely, yeah. Um, but you're forgetting about the ray tracing, Brad. Okay, last word on that. <laughs> no, but the pricing. The pricing oh. for 9700K is going to really make or break it. And I I wonder if these parts really do overclock like a mother, although it's hard to think because, I mean, they're running the turbos up at 5 and 4.9, but those aren't all cores. <clears throat> if you could get a 9700K all-core overclock at 5 gigahertz, like damn near guaranteed, like you, you can do already with the uh, 8700K most of the time sort and always with 8086. Yeah, sort. 8086 definitely, right? But like, yeah. what if these things are five two parts, right? Is mm-hmm. that worth it? All core? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, wait for benchmarks. Yep. Yeah, you always <laughs> got to wait for them. We don't, and actually, <laughs> I don't even have to wait for benchmarks because I, I got to say 8700K is going to be faster than 9700K in a lot of multi thread benchmarks. I say wait for price. Because yeah. I think that's going to be the make or break thing. If, this, if it really Fair. is, 
Yeah, if it's three seventy for ninety seven hundred K versus three seventy for eighty seven hundred K, and eighty seven hundred K is a sort of back up to that three sixty three seventy point. Hundred percent. What uh, do you do? What do you do? You know, I would almost think, oh, maybe I'll get a eighty seven hundred K, sort of like the you know the poor nerds, yeah. you know, multi threaded <laughs> part. Right, taking my tack. What? <laughs> Buy the older part? Well, if it's the same price. If it, I mean, faced with the same price. If it's actually more expensive, then I don't know what the hell you do there. <laughs> then you're what just... if it was $120 cheaper? <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, what I'm saying is that it's not going to, it's not going to, this is not going to offer a compelling, you know, who knows, big question mark. Maybe I'll get beautiful, you know, ray trace gaming. It's not going to promise that. It just gives you more cores, more threads, a little more clocks, maybe more clocks, but I don't think. It's a really it's a lot harder for Intel to play here. Oh, I know why. This is because they have competition, right? Because they got <laughs> AD's doing. It's a weird <laughs> response though to competition, in my opinion. It's almost like instead of running out to meet them to keep neck and neck, they're almost purposely trying to like take the reins and like pull hard, pull back to to keep them from like changing what they're doing. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have much rather seen them take the Ryzen tactic, the AMD tactic, and just. Instead of taking away hyperthreading from everything, add hyperthreading to everything. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like that would make a lot more sense, doesn't it? Well, it would be friendly to consumers, but I think it, it puts them in this race that maybe I don't think they want to run. That's why they're doing this. That's why they're kind of going the opposite direction with it. Right. And then also the rumors of the 14 nanometer shortage. If yep. they really don't have enough of these, they don't want to give away all the stuff and make increased demand. They want to keep demand lower, right? So. Yep. Uh, Doom Slayer on YouTube is saying uh, you guys pay way too much for the 8700K or 9700K when the i5-8400 or the AMD Ryzen 5 2600 is all you need to play games. That's actually our pick for the best gaming CPU and our best gaming CPU roundup, the 8400. A lot of people do go for the 8700K. I agree with you that 8400 is probably the sweet spot. That Core i5 area has always been the sweet spot, and it still is. Yeah, and but you know you're getting you're getting hyper threading right between the 8600k yeah. and the 8700k. Just depends on your use case. And yep. the hyper threading is very very valuable. I mean, both AMD and Intel are segmenting on it now, and it gives you <laughs> it gives you real performance. It's like a you know 1.5x, 1.4x increase in performance. So. Uh, also, on the ray tracing front, uh, Vignesh said earlier, uh, ray tracing likes a lot of threads, according to the Battlefield 5 devs, so AMD would have an advantage over the 9700K there. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, ray tracing's not going to come, never going to show up, so why do we care? No one, no one say on this podcast on said that. You know. huh? I said it's, it's going to depend on how long you think it's going to take to arrive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, some people are absolutely sure will not appear at all. Not, like it's just going to be a failure like uh, physics is what they is yeah. often what you hear. Uh, also, we have a random question over on uh, Periscope. Um, Periscope. Wow. Ab- cool. Ab- Ab- Abdul. Abdul. I'm just going to call him Abdul. Uh, did Facebook also buy Twitter? Uh, <laughs> why is it just bad or something or it's good it's no not great these days either yeah. it's they both they're just packets being filtered through russia they uh, they finally put back the chronological timeline for twitter though sorry I just oh, really? to yeah. derail. i don't even it's understand nice. twitter i just it doesn't come with a manual or anything i don't know how to use it what bugs me about twitter is when they i had mine set for chronological timeline the entire time mm-hmm. but it still pops up while you were away, you missed this, and it selected non-chronological tweets. Mm-hmm. And you can hit the X button, and it says, we won't show you this as often. But it still shows you it every single time you open the app. Yep. Why are you toying with my emotions, Jack? <laughs> it's like hyper-threading, Brad. It's like hyper-threading. <laughs> yeah, that just, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really throwing it out there. What if they surprise us? What if 9900K is 425, which is... And then you end up with 9700K at 370, 360. Mm, that's the same price. 9700K, that's the same price as the 8700K if it comes yeah. in at that price. Yeah, okay, that does suck. S S O. Oh, and I was saying 258. That's it. Yeah. I7 for I5 price. 
uh, SO on YouTube says, every time Gordon speculates about a low price, that thing costs a fortune. <laughs> yeah. I had a conversation with somebody. We got Ryzen right, though. I got Ryzen right. I didn't, I, hell no, did I expect 1080 Ti to be, or 2080 Ti to be what it is. That's just like, huh? <laughs> that was, that was definitely, I think, the shocker for everybody. It was like, that's but, four digits, man. It's <laughs> four digits. But I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of like, what are they doing here? Do they not? I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll find out, right? We'll find we'll out. Find out Hopefully after whatever soon. the part launches. It's usually about this time of year that we see something. So. What, so what, what's the going to be the win, right? What's going to be the win for these parts? What's, is it going to be pricing then? That's really the only thing. Performance is not, these things are going to knock it out of the ballpark. If anybody thinks this thing is going to be slower than the fastest rising out now by a significant amount. They're you know they're they're crazy because no, that, I think you're right about the price being the determining factor about yeah. how people and how we react to them. Looking looking at this parts list, I think the only win potentially will be that 9900K because some people will pay for that performance even if it costs. I think there's no doubt that's going to be faster than you know the 2700X because of Intel's IPC and performance single thread performance advantages so that'll be the fastest a core 16 thread chip some people will pay for that i think that'll be if this all looks true that might be the only win for him it's kind of the same thing as like the gtx 2080 ti or rtx pardon me 2080 ti we were just talking about yeah it costs a ton some people pay for it no matter what man though uh well this is weird uh, halstein jenkins on youtube says uh, skipping ray tracing for now i gambled and bought an msi gtx 1080 ti gaming x for 500 dollars. dang yeah, you know that's <laughs> i wouldn't pass enjoy that your frames yeah. <laughs> it's a discount my friend i'm not buying that 2017 ford at 2018 prices that is a good price but, i just said but, this, it was all about day one pricing gordon that's all yeah, i but, never said that i wouldn't go for a deal oh. <laughs> uh and but they said it was used. Oh. oh. I good luck. That's fine. I've actually been testing a bunch of RTX twenty eighty parts and I have some interesting finds from them if we want to move on. Oh. Yeah. I feel like we've said everything we can say given what we know. No, we haven't. We're oh, not gonna oh. get our oh, price. Price prediction. Oh, price predictions. Do we have to? I think it's gonna be the same. <laughs> I think it's gonna be the same as what we have now, you'll just get less for your part, for your money. Wow. That's just depressing. I am going to always be the optimist. Optimist meaning great things for consumers. I think we're going to see a rejiggering. Uh, I7 will be the new I5. The I9 will be the new I7. Sort of like a mishmash of the pricing. And it'll everybody will be happy. So that means the exact opposite will actually happen. So Brad will be right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to strike uh, sort of a middle ground. I think largely it'll be similar to what Brad predicted, but uh, I actually think they might not put the 9700K at 370. I'm guessing they might do it more like at 350 par just to make it a little more palatable, but it's not going to be a huge price shift down. That's for a lot of the 8700K's lifetime that's what it's sold for it for did. what it's worth yeah and that's what i mean like that's the that's yeah. like this baseline that's been for most of the of the parts of that you know caliber so i could see them sticking with that and not letting it like the inflation kind of creep in but i don't think we'll see a huge price drop on it hmm. adam you got any opinion what about those tariffs okay yeah you know yeah, I I think you know I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say there's going to be a twenty dollar increase to every part. Wow! So go. we have the optimist and the pessimist. Yeah. Wait. So you're saying it'll be what five fifty for that ninety eight hundred K? Sure. I don't know what the prices are now, so I'm just going to say <laughs> it's going to increase a little bit. You know, uh, that'll still be in the just comparing the last gen to this gen. So yeah. Ninety nine hundred K. Look at ninety seven hundred K. He's saying that'll be three ninety instead of three seventy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And I, I'm I I do believe yeah nine hundred K is going to be five hundred bucks. It just I would just I'd forgotten that. I would just like to hope that it would be something else. I would like to be pleasantly surprised. Four fifty. That's what I was thinking. I think when we talked about it. Yeah, four fifty. Mm. So you're saying four fifty, four fifty, five hundred for nine hundred mm. I think four fifty. And I'm not surprised by five hundred, but I think it would be four fifty. Mm. 
500 and 9700K will be three. God, that seems crazy. Then you're looking at a huge price increase from a 9700. Yeah, that just. It doesn't make sense for them to jump that high relative. 450 to the one makes down. sense, right? 450 yeah. makes 450 and then 350, right? 100 bucks more for the HC. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, that that's, that's what I was thinking. And disappointing. But yeah. that's, that's what's going to happen, right? That's That makes sense. Oh, boy. Well, we got some good news, though. <laughs> yeah. I got some good news. Brad, I don't, I, got, I don't want Founders I got, Edition. I do not want Founders Edition because <laughs> I want aftermarket card. I want more than two fans because I know three fans are better. Well, and, I've actually got the news could be good or bad depending on how you look at it. Yeah. I've been testing. I've got a couple different custom RTX 2080 cards here that I've been testing. One review already went up for the ROG Strix. And I think it's really interesting uh, how much NVIDIA has really kind of put the screws to its custom partners with the design of the Founders Edition this time around. Because if you remember uh, correctly, for this generation, uh, the Founders Edition moved to a two-fan design that actually, it's not great as far as delivering low temperatures, but it's a huge step up compared to before. And it does a pretty decent job. It's not too loud. It's cool enough. And it actually has an overclock out of the box. Um... So, you know, pretty solid, 800 bucks, not 700 bucks like they've claimed that no, there's been no $700 RTX 28s yet. <clears throat> but what's interesting is uh, all the cars that I've tested so far, including the 2080 Ti, just to kind of take that into account too, uh, overclocking, they all get kind of pretty much the same performance, even if you overclock them, because they're being restrained by the power limit. NVIDIA's really tampered down the power limit and voltage this time around. So all these cards kind of perform the same because last generation you ran into the same issue with the 1080 TIs. The high-end cards, like if you've got a Strix, if you've got an EVGA for the Win 3, it doesn't matter. They all perform kind of the same, Zotac amp, pretty much virtually the same. Um, but the difference was the Founders Edition cards weren't overclocked and they had crappy coolers. So they were a big step up from that reference design. This generation, they're not. So the differences that I'm seeing... The big differences between Founders Edition and Custom Cards purely revolves around cooling and temperatures and price. So no extra performance, just lower temps? Very little. Very, very little. Um, here's one that I actually put a review up a couple days ago. ROG Strix. ROG always has these crazy coolers on them, right? Love it. This thing's 2.7 slots thick. It's got seven. Yeah. Wow. Let's go for three. Yeah. It's either two or three, right? It's either it has to be two or it has to be three. But it's two point seven. It's got three fans. It's got, you know, the craziest giant heat sink in it. It's got all kinds of crazy cooling technology. It has a custom PCB. It's a great card. It costs eight hundred and seventy bucks, which is seventy bucks more than the Founders Edition. Um. And actually, that card really impressed the hell out of me because it has two different modes, quiet mode and performance mode. Out of the box, it ships with performance mode. And it actually never went above, I think, 64 degrees Celsius. So wow. it's like incredibly cold. Like it's a very effective cooler. If you switch it over to quiet mode, it's virtually silent, even though it's, you know, pumping out 4K60. It's silent. Like it's a super effective cooler. Like, I'm, I'm super impressed. I wish they had actually put the quiet mode as the default because I personally prefer to have, you know, silent running computer rather than lower temp temperature numbers on the screen. What are the temps uh, like for a quiet mode? 75, which puts it right there with the uh, Founders Edition. Not bad. So you can either be virtually silent and match the temperatures of the Founders Edition or be super cool and be about the same noise as the Founders Edition. But no extra actual performance, negligible about performance. About 3%. Oh, boy. About 3%. What is the more. point? And try and, trying to overclock it. It has an overclock mode you can enable in GPU Boost uh, or GPU Tweak 2, ASUS's software. Uh, it didn't give you much. It gave you a couple of frames. Same, I, I tried manually overclocking them, you know, adjusting those power limits and stuff. The power limits are the issue. So... I'm expecting performance to be largely the same across pretty much all graphics cards, unless you offer one of those like plastic ones with the blower fan on it. So then there'll be a drop. I, <laughs> yeah, I want to see one of those probably. myself. Wait, so Gordon, are you are you saying that you don't see much of a point to perf like the performance bump, or just like what's the point of a third party card in general? Well, comment? you're paying 
I could see, like Brad says, it, Eight paying eighty dollars for a silent gaming card at four K sixty. Okay, that's that's pretty compelling. But I sort of usually associate big giant blowers and you know huge heat pipes and vapor chamber to mean real more, more performance. And it's, and it's not. And it's not. But I mean, I guess it, it does make you think they should just market it as a silent. I mean, those cards after, especially after you've been playing for an hour and a half they really start to scream. So to have a card that is just like, it's probably quieter than a water cooled card. Then, yeah. you know, and, uh, oh, when I, when I test thermals and power is after the end of all of my benchmarks. So I'll do my whole benchmark suite and then I'll do my power and thermal test looping, whatever I'm doing at the time right now, I'm using F1 2018. So it's fully warmed up. It's as loud as it's going to get. And you like, Usually when you turn on a game, you know, you can hear the fans start ramping up. You don't hear that at all with this card. So hmm. super impressive. I wish it was $40 cheaper, but super yeah. impressive. I will say, though, that there is a group of people who live in places that are like hotter than Hades. So for them, ha- paying the extra for lower temps might be actually really worth it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it from throttling. Yeah. Uh, what I want to know, though, is so for 1080 on the Pascal lineup, did we see uh, a noticeable difference between like the heavy overclock height, the, like the very best 1080 card versus the Founders Edition? What was the Delta like? I don't have those numbers offhand, but there was a noticeable increase. I think it was 7 to okay. 8% for the 1080 Ti, for the 1080 oh, Ti. That's pretty good, too. Uh, the, the 1080, there was you could have more differentiation. Mm. Uh, if you had a better cooler on a 1080, you'd get more performance because you could drive clocks higher, and that made a difference. Uh, NVIDIA wasn't as restrictive with the power limits for last gen. It's 100% the power limits, like... You can crank the power limit option in overclocking software, but the second it hits, you know, it gets up to there, it'll just stop again. Like the clocks aren't getting as high as they can. It's the power limits that are the limiting factor. And these are eight plus eight on the ten or twenty eighty. Is it a two eights or it's a six plus eight? I think right. Um, it's six plus eight default. This Strix has eight plus eight, okay. but it still only has. You could boost the power limit by thirty percent. The Founders Edition is eight plus six, and you can boost it by. 23%. Okay. And we're referring to the plugs you plug into it. Eight pin, giving it more juice, six pin, a little less, and two eight pins is, but if, uh, yeah. is a Vega But card. if y'all want uh, <laughs> the flip side of that equation, I can give you a preview of a review that's going up next week, actually. Yeah. Here I have, hopefully they're not watching, they're going to get mad before I publish it, the <laughs> Pony Accelerate 2080. Ooh. RTX 2080. Um, this card costs... $850. So it's $50 more than the Founders Edition. Okay. And it's a cheesy plastic shroud. It's a very underwhelming, only this little hear it. light, this bar right here. That's the only thing that lights up. It's not any faster. It's like two or three degrees cooler than the Founders Edition. Not anywhere near as well built. They're asking for a $50 price premium. But it is cooler, at least. By, by, by much, a few so. Is it really fifty dollars worth of cooler? That like like fifty dollars worth? You know? I don't, yeah, I that's that's my so. issue, and that's where I'm saying that uh, Nvidia has really made it hard for their partners to differentiate because the Founders Edition is so good this time around. It's really like super well built. It has a good enough cooler and noise. It's overclocked, so I think Pony's a little bit greedy with the asking price on that to begin with, but. They don't have a lot of room for maneuverability because of how good the Founders Edition is this time right. around. Yikes. So it really does seem like the only things you're getting if you go with aftermarket, besides whatever brand loyalty or like preference you have, is you know better temps and then potential for like RGB customization. <laughs> <laughs> which, which actually the ASUS card has two fan headers on it so that Ooh. you can connect fans straight to it that respond to the GPU temperature. So if you have like a Second really? fan in the front pointed right at the. They've had that last generation too. Oh, okay. Pointed right like at the that. GPU. It'll ramp up as the GPU ramps up and stuff. It has RGB headers. I mean, those are valid, credible extra features. And the, the Strix actually has everything you could ask for, basically. It has RGB headers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the Strix Pony is one does, 880. The Pony one does not. The, uh, 870. 870. Asus, the ROG brand has always been a little bit pricier. Yeah. But in contrast, you get really well made stuff. Yeah, and you're getting. that. Those are some cool features. 
So yeah, I don't know. Most people here, like Elaine, would rather buy that 1080 Ti. No, no, I I like shiny stuff that glows. Well, actually, there's a lot of people in chat talking about picking up a Vega 64 because that three games, the three yeah. free games, says uh, oh they has, have a new one. Yes, yeah, the Vega 5664 and RX 580. So yeah, uh, somebody those earlier, are pretty decent games too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you know it's it's a good deal. Uh, what are Vegas 64s going for now? I haven't really. Um, they're still going for about 570 normally, but right around the launch, we did a post on it last week. You could find both the Vega 56 and the Vega 64 after rebate rebate cards selling for about uh, 30 or $40 less than usual. So, And on top of that, the free games. 370 yeah. and 470 plus three free games. If you're looking to pair it with a free sync monitor, I think that these RTX cards, like I was saying last time, actually makes Vega, if Vega can be down around MSRP, more compelling now than it was six months ago. More so than the 1080 Ti? 650. So I'm not going to use the 720 they go for on Newegg. Um, it depends if you want a uh, variable refresh rate, hmm. I would say. But I would get a 1080 Ti over a Vega 64 if you're looking in the same price range. But you're right, though. It is, if you're looking to pair that with the sync panel, variable, you know, VRR panel, then mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. Yep. Um, although, you know, so I got to wonder, though, could this be a limitation? of of the the maturity of the die and I, I we won't know until two years from now but did we see that with pascal did we see like eh you know third party 1080s at launch were like eh, nobody cares but by the end you're like hey these are some rocking high clocks at the end i'm wondering if, no this no. is a hundred percent power limitation oh. issue being locked down uh steve over at gamers nexus who we seem to reference every week because he does great work he actually Not did a uh, custom. <laughs> I didn't get a cup, oh. so I'm yeah, doing. Well, <laughs> I sent a cup in that line. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he actually did like he always does with the flagship releases. He did a custom liquid cooled version of the. I forget if it was the 2080 or 2080 Ti, but gained no performance increase over the standard overclocks because the power limit is a thing. So, mm. even custom water cooled, like he took the whole thing apart. Hooked up this Frankenstein creation that should theoretically have drastically cooled it down, and it did, which should theoretically let you get much more performance. You're getting no performance increase whatsoever. Hmm. Bummer. Well, there is, you know, you can squeeze a couple extra percentage of overclocks out of these, but all in all, they're going to be very equal. Yeah, that's. It certainly makes it like pretty difficult to pay for a, you know, custom water loop on your, you know, SLI twenty eighty Ti cards. Although it'll, it will run cool, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the main reason. You would think there'd be a little more performance, but I guess GP overclocking doesn't doesn't usually has hasn't yielded like the same as you get out of a CPU overclock for most people. It depends. Mm-hmm. You could overclock the the ten series pretty well, and in raw numbers, I mean, I guess these overclock pretty well compared to the reference numbers. But you got to remember. The reference numbers aren't a great actual real-world comparison because the Founders Edition, the actual reference model for for all effects and purposes, is overclocked. So it's not convoluted or confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I mean, although I, I and I know I, a lot of people are going to interpret this, and it, probably rightly so, that Nvidia just wants more people to buy the Founders Editions cards. Um, so it's it's in a way to get people to buy their cards instead of buying their por- partners' cards. But is this also, could it possibly be NVIDIA's trying to just step up its game, which forces the vendors to step up their game, you know? Um, I would not be surprised. I haven't had a chance to test the blower-style card, which would be very telling, I think. I would not be surprised if these chips being so big uh, need the extra cooling. So I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA was essentially forced to use a uh, dual fan uh, configuration this time around moving from the blower style thing i also wouldn't be surprised if the hard power limits are in there for once ray tracing and dlss does take off once you get this whole gpu like working hard at something all at once it might use a lot of power so i we can't test it yet very well uh well but i wouldn't be surprised if the power limit was in there to try to you know kind of keep the radical nature of the GPU under control, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they just, you know, put put a limit on it. <laughs> They've but, locked down voltages last generation. This generation, they're locking down power limits as well. Huh. 
I'm just thinking, but by the time we actually get ray trace games in DLSS, the planet will have cooled off eight or ten degrees and won't make it. <laughs> so I'm just saying that to never going to happen. Yeah, well, let's hope it doesn't or does. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, all in all, it looks like uh, cards are going to be pretty equal this time around. So, but quiet. You know, founders, I mean, that's founders that's edition nice. looks like a pretty good baseline this time around because it's a good enough card that it's a good baseline. If you want something cooler, quieter, I mean, go for the bigger coolers. Um, I wouldn't go for some of the cheaper looking uh, options, like you know the standard designed plastic shroud kind of graphics cards over founders edition if they're the same price i would opt for founders edition myself i really want to see those though because those are the cheapest ones they were i think 750 i, I found there was one i can't remember who made it um but there was a that was a, a blower style though, it was wasn't a blower it? style i really yeah. want to see how it performs like and noise i do too but no one's gonna send it to me because everyone's <laughs> just said out loud why i want to test it <laughs> well but if it, i think it doesn't if it's loud whatever so be it you save your 50 bucks or 80 bucks um but if the if it actually throttles that's an issue right i'm i'm just interested to see how badly it throttles mm. so yeah if it does I think at all that would that to me would indicate if that's the reason that nvidia moved to the dual fan design too so i, I find it interesting for that and Pony's going to hate me for doing this review on this card and when they do this, because I actually really loved their last gen. I reviewed their Accelerate 1080 Ti card. I think I was the only major site to do so. But it came out at 730 bucks. The GTX 1080 Ti came out at 700 bucks reference. Uh, but custom cards were selling for 750 to 800 bucks at the time. But that card had a long custom cooler on it with three fans, only a $30 markup. It was a great value. This time around, it's the exact opposite. Mm. Do, you, do you think, um, it, does it at least run quieter? I mean, the temps are lower, no. so, so the RPM is huh, interesting. No, it's about this, you know, I don't use a sound meter, a decimal meter, but yeah. experientially, or however the hell you pronounce that word, uh, it's the exact same as a Founders Edition, sound-wise. Okay. Hmm, that's I sort of almost feels like a lot of these cards people haven't had much time to to build their mm-hmm. blowers around. So, yeah. and I guess that could be true because everything I was hearing from people is like we don't even have cards yet, or they got them very last minute, so there really wasn't that much time to develop their hardware yep. around the cards. So I guess it could change, maybe. I mean, they could Coming push out in, a yeah. BIOS to crank down the the fan curves or make it more palatable or something because. Mm-hmm. Hell, if you're running cooler, you might as well get less fan noise. I don't, I don't understand yeah. why. Jin <laughs> uh, on YouTube, yes, I do check the uh, comments. Also, Jay Gordon, <laughs> maybe your alter ego, Gordon, uh, asked, uh, "Does the blower style get a binned chip?" That was the rumor last time around, because uh, f- specifically for Founders Edition cards, um, it was never proven true or not. Uh, this time around. Uh, Tech Power Up, who creates the GPU Z uh, utility, they said that while they were getting that ready for this generation of RTX cards, they actually discovered there are two different variants of each of the GPUs an A version and a uh, not letterized version. Uh, one can be overclocked and whatnot, the other one can't by manufacturers. Uh, but I wouldn't expect blower side coolers to get binned chips regardless. Like binned up or binned down? I, I'm not really. Sure. What yeah. are they? Say? He's saying lower performance parts. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is I wouldn't it... expect that though. I wouldn't expect. I would if there are in fact two different GPU things like tech. I forget who actually wrote it. Wizard or the other one uh, wrote it at Tech Power Up, which I'm inclined to believe them because they've been doing GPU Z for a long time. Uh, I would expect the GPUs for the blower style ones to be the ones that don't get overclocked. Oh, right. Yeah, because what's the point? You're just going to nuke it. So. Yeah. That kind of yep. makes sense. Yep. Uh, hey, Daddy is Thanks. asking. That kind of makes sense. That's a <laughs> vote of encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, hey, Daddy on YouTube is asking, uh, will they unlock the power limit? Uh, will they release a BIOS for better overclockable capabilities? <laughs> for audio there listeners, is... that was a shrug. That was a, oh. Yeah. There are variances. Um, I'm not sure what the official spec is or anything like that. I believe it was actually below 120, uh, which makes it interesting that the Founders Edition, you can increase it to 123%. 
Um, but like this Asus Strix goes up to 125. Uh, EVGAs go up to 130. So there are some variances in the power limit allowed. I'm not sure where that's, you know, where that's coming from. But there are differences. So if you're looking to get as much performance as possible out of these cards, I would suggest looking at reviews and look for ones that have the higher power limit capabilities. Hmm. I Tech wonder... Power Up is actually compiling those. I don't have a link handy. I'm compiling those into a single chart that say, okay, this model has this as the power limit. This model has this as oh, the cool. power limit. So you can go check that out. I just don't... Yeah, but I guess they're artificially limiting it to the die. I'm just wondering why they didn't go for an 8, eight plus 8. This is not simply a current or voltage issue. It's it's something else that NVIDIA has decided to lock down, right? So. Yep. Oh boy! Well, that's good news. I'm gonna, I'm because I'm gonna be building that RTX 2080 PNY card with my 9700K, five hundred dollars. <laughs> I've actually just gonna plug plug myself real quick. Uh, after the debate last week about RTX 2080 versus 1080 Ti, we have a couple of articles up at PCWorld.com breaking down all the differences between GTX 1080 Ti and 2080. Why you might or might not want to buy both of them. Um, also the same thing, break it down. If you already have a GTX 1080 Ti, should you upgrade to a 2080 Ti? So you can find both of those articles over on PCWorld.com. I see Gordon making faces. I, should we summarize, Brad? Should no, we just let, summarize? Let, let the people read Brad's fine work in its full form. <laughs> yes, people want yes. to know the answer. I want to know. I don't want, I don't want to go into RTX versus <laughs> GTX 1080 Ti again because I don't want to open that up. Uh, and we're running low on time. Yeah, upgrade from a GTX 1080 Ti to a 2080 Ti only if you have one of those fancy 144 hertz G-Sync 4K monitors and have lots of money. Mm. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> money, money, money. That's gonna be normal. Which you know what? I have a lot of now because I think I got a good deal. But I actually, I'm the worst judge of good deals. Because now Elena gets really triggered by this, but I am cheap and I'm greedy. Wait, right? what, what, I think they're what was the word? What was the word you were saying? Cheapskate. cheapskate. I'm a cheapskate and I'm greedy. I'm the person that when you go to Amazon, it's like, oh yeah, this safety harness. You could buy the real one. Oh, but look, this looks just like it. I'm buying the knockoff one, right? It's just like. I don't care what you do personally because I, I don't have to well, wear it. Well, this You're sushi's the one pretty good. I mean, <laughs> it's going to suffer when the close. harness breaks. <laughs> it's pretty close to the expiration date. I think it's safe, right? I don't believe those. So, but I, the, I don't know how to judge this. So, I the reason I'm bringing this up because yesterday there was an awesome deal and you can't get it anymore. But I, you are going to hit yourself. It was a 400 gig SanDisk. A uh, micro SD card for 99 bucks. That was a good deal. It was a good deal. I think it was I, class 10, too. It's class 10. And uh, actually, I was really weighing the 200 gig. That was also a good which deal. Which is the best deal. Because it was it was thirty four ninety nine for 200 gigs. It's like, do I do? I mean, that I'm paying a lot more. Buy two of those. Save 30 bucks. I thought about that. I thought about it. <laughs> but, you know, I ended up actually buying the 400 gig one. Just because it's ninety nine dollars. Sounds like you. Well, because it's just like, and you know they get you. You know, here's how Amazon gets you. And I, I don't. I this is why I want to. I'm gonna. I mean, I, I want your opinions on this because I was like, oh, four hundred gig SanDisk. That's pretty good. And then you look at all the that's other. Great. They had these other SD cards besides the ones that were just cardboard, which they were selling on Amazon, <laughs> which you got to avoid. There are actually other ones from you know reputable companies. You know, Samsung, PNY, and like. 500 gig 400 gigs they were like they were definitely like 250 dollars right 200 bucks so it's like this seems like a pretty good deal did i make did i make the right decision is what i want to know and how do you tell like am i just being manipulated because amazon knows i'm both a cheapskate and greedy oh i mean it's completely one of those things that's based on if you're going to use it or not that's the rule of thumb like today so in that case it's probably actually not a good buy for you because you just spent a hundred dollars on something you're not going to use i have a pixel 2 xl 
there's no is there an SD slot? There's no there? SD card. Yeah, so why would you buy it, Gordon? Because it was ninety nine dollars, <laughs> and if I didn't buy it, it would be a hundred so, eighty or so. Here's the thing that I said on Twitter because you you CC'd me when you put this query out to all your followers, and I said basically, like if you one know that whatever device you're going to put that in can support that much capacity, and you know you're going to use it, that is a phenomenal deal. Like do it. Get it for your switch. Get yeah. it for your switch. Yeah. yeah. Perfect perfect use case for it, right? But if you can't make use of it, why are you spending hundred dollars? <laughs> like that's money you can spend on food, man. See, that's the thing. So not that's why I see we need the show where Elena talks you down. It's like that no no no. It's like you don't need Oh no, I'm guilty of this too. I just bought a <laughs> SSD this morning that I don't need. Oh yeah, and she was like, Oh, guess what? <laughs> but I'm just well, saying. What did you, you get? And what'd you get? <laughs> so man, flash memory or like flash storage right now is like on fire. Like it's a fire sale. Like um so 240, not 120, but 240 gigabyte, a crucial BX300 on sale today at Amazon for $38. And that was that's a, ridiculous. That's sad it's freaking ridiculous. Right? Well, yeah, but still, I mean, that's a ridiculous yeah. price that's, because that's, we were that's seeing. That's a good price for a no name brand. Yeah. We were seeing 120s for $30 early, earlier this year. And that was already like insane because of the prices for SSDs earlier this year. That was so bad last year, the end of last year and earlier this year, that I made a prediction that it wasn't going to fall. So I have some paper to eat, but yes. I'm actually kind of yes. happy about that. Yeah. You'll shape it <laughs> a into good kind an, of paper. an yeah. SSD first. But like, RAM's coming down too. It's crazy to, right now. Uh, to let y'all know just how much Elena really is into deals, she sent me and a couple <laughs> other people a message saying, look at the price of this SSD at 3 o'clock in the morning this morning. I woke up and found a message from Elena. <laughs> well, it was, it was midnight Pacific. I want want a good deal on a two terabyte drive because clearly I'm going for capacity. So I I I was supposed to be asleep then. My cat happened to wake me up and I was just like, what's this on my foot? Oh, hold on. Your cat has to wait. You've you've conditioned your cat to give you good deals. No. No, I see the cat is like looking at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. Meow. (laughs) 240. Wake up. <laughs> if only. It's that just like you can see awesome. it. That's why you have a touch screen. It's just sort of like scrolling down, <laughs> on things. No, Cat I alert! Wish. I wish. I well, yeah. so you don't need it though, right? You don't need it. Oh, Why'd you buy I, it? Because I, I mean, I can make use of it, but do I need it? No. <laughs> because games are 150 gigabytes these days. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a couple older laptops I have lying around that could, you know, get a little love and I can give them to people who don't really care so much about brand new tech. Well, so here's I, I, I want to share like because I was like, oh, because I have I, I've told you, I think I've told you my first retail job experience. Daniel Hunter Photography, Daniel Hunter. Sorry, all Daniel Hunter customers, if you're listening. The first thing I would do, I would say, hey, Gordon, uh, we just got a whole shipment of Triax film, you know, Ilford or oh, whatever. The markup story. Yeah. So he's like, uh, take it. Uh, mark the price up 20% and then put a sign up that says it's 20%. So you would say the <laughs> the list price is $10 or you'd change it to 12 or $13 and then you would then, you know, say it's on sale Lame. 20%. So I was like, okay, is Amazon doing this to me? So nah. I went to Camel, 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 which is awesome, right? You can check historical pricing and everything checked out. Like the, the 400 gig card started at, yeah, see, this is the good deal like I got. 200 this gets, or 250, 250 when it came out. It yeah. started at 250 in May, in January, and now it's down to August, I think. And now it's down to so 99 bucks. I want to say that kind of drop in that short of a time span is insane. So typically with uh, flash storage, you will see that kind of price drop the following year it'll come out. Yeah. So like, say, like, Historically, when I've watched these prices, it'll come out, say, like February 2018. You won't see it hit that super low price until Black Friday 2019. Typically, that's how it used to work. So the fact that it's hitting these low prices already tells me that there is some kind of surplus or they found some cargo ship in the middle of the Atlantic or Pacific. They were like, oh, hey, we can make use of this. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But that that is a. that is insane. Are there but are there like tricks going on? Am I being manipulated? I mean, I think I did everything no. right. I looked at the best cost. So, I analyzed the cost per gig. You went really in depth with it because it was not. It was four hundred gigs for ninety nine dollars. <laughs> I don't need so some good resources. Thing. If if you're wondering whether or not a deal is worthwhile, 
like you said, camelcamelcamel.com. You can go there, plug in the URL to show you the historical pricing. Yeah, that's for only that for part Amazon. On Amazon. Only Amazon. Yeah. Only Amazon, but it's very useful if you're looking for an Amazon yeah. part. Uh, that's useful if you're trying to figure out whether something to deal. Another thing, I think Elena brought it up that Paul from Paul's Hardware brought it up the other day in a video, is if you go to a PC Part Picker and you put in the type of uh, hardware you're looking for, like if you're going to get an RTX 2080, just to bring that back, you can put that in the PC Part Picker and they'll show you all the lowest prices available right now. So that's another good way to find deals for stuff that you want to buy right now yeah. but only for pc parts i mean that's, I, that's what i love oh, it's, 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 it's everybody. yeah so that's a good way to find a deal to to check if something is a deal i would say look at camel 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 and i think it's kind of funny that a year ago you guys had no idea what i was talking about and now like you're running <laughs> with, with all this stuff Get comforts yeah um, well, and the other thing is that you can go to like deal hunting forums and sites so like slick deals is my main go-to and you can search for that product and you can sometimes the, the search is a little wonky on it but sometimes you'll be able to see like the last deals for it so you can get a sense like is this hitting the previous low is this better than the previous low and sometimes that information isn't there but i would say a good 50 to 70 percent of the time it is and so that's another way to ballpark it okay I'm Whenever just... we see really, really hot deals, by the way, we'll we'll post them on PC World. Like today, mm -hmm. Amazon's having a huge one-day sale on PC stuff, monitors and SSDs yeah, and graphics cards. Sweet. You can get seventy bucks off a Ryzen seven. I'm going uh, so there right now. We wrote that up on PC World. You should. Yeah. Amazon's having a great one day sale. There's yeah. some awesome stuff. It's like twenty seven hundred Ryzen seven twenty seven hundred for two twenty. Which is pretty baller. Mm -hmm. um, my yeah. favorite of the lot that wait, wait, we twenty seven. Oh, not twenty seven hundred. Not, not the X, but okay. just you know the, the normal locked part. Um, and then uh, the monitor. I thought that was cool. It's a ten eighty p twenty seven inch monitor. So it's a little like if you care about pixel density, it might be a problem for you. But otherwise, you get um, free sync with it. It's like two hundred. So that's a pretty good. Yeah, two hundred bucks. It's one hundred and forty four yeah. hertz with a one millisecond response time. So it's really yeah, the, good. The game. the response time was what caught my eye because I've seen cheaper but a higher response time. And that's right now, <clears throat> Ian Paul find unprecedented sales of Ryzen STs and yeah, that's some good stuff. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Ian, Ian's been more. he's a freelancer who's been working for us for a long time. Part of his job is looking for. Badass yeah. deals, so we can tell you guys yeah. that hey, this thing is awesome and it actually is a deal from my editorial's perspective I, and why. I will say though, and I don't know how much time we have to get into this, that I'm a little worried with um, Black Friday's pretty close, so I feel like a lot of the products that are shipping should already be here in the U.S. for for uh, sale for availability. Yeah. But I do wonder how our you know country's tariff policies right now might affect future deals. Like so stock up. Yeah, I don't know if this is like you know you're seeing this and naturally or normally i should say i as a deal hunter i would say that's great that's a sign of what's even to come right and i would still wait it out for black friday now i'm a little uncertain i almost feel like if you see something and you know it's unprecedented and it's an all-time low you might just want to go ahead and get it now because i mean i don't think i mean november's not that far away so i don't think it'll affect things too much but i i don't know I really you would think everybody would just things. have shipped every like i bet the container ships are like mm. double stack with just getting stuff <laughs> that's what i would think <laughs> you know because it's already october Almost right, like in three days, four days, it's gonna be October. Then well, I don't understand the pricing. Like, I mean, this is it's crazy to go from they found uh, 10 cargo ships of the stuff. And I don't this know, is the name brand Sandus <laughs> January 19th, it was $249, and today it's or yesterday it was 99 bucks. Yeah, I really don't know what's, what's causing it. Ram prices came down too, so Ram is back to what it was before the inflation. So it's not like it's an amazing deal, but you can find. Uh, 16 gigs for on, when it's on sale in that like 130 to 140 range, oh. sometimes a little lower um, on sale. And then, you know, eight gigs you can get, you know, for un, for like the 75 range again, I think, or I forgot what it was. It's better. It's yeah, better. But, but uh, that's still, you used to be able to find 16 gigs for under 100 bucks on sale. But, uh, yeah. But uh, it's getting better slowly. Bloomberg reported this week that Samsung plans on dialing back RAM chip manufacturing to keep in. Prices high next year. What? Yeah, they want to. Wait, are they being sued for price fixing? <laughs> yeah, but you can't control their production <laughs> levels. It's they can. So, so now that that's their way of doing it. <laughs> well, artificially it, yeah. holding back on supply. Yeah, because you don't want to over. Well, you know, and you got to let's let's be fair to RAM makers. It's a tough business. It's a tough yeah. business. It's. Uh, hey, could you imagine being in a business where you go from like it's it really is feast or famine because it goes from. 
in the bad years, they're making RAM to sell at a loss because if they, if they don't make that RAM to sell at a loss, they lose more money. <laughs> and that's just yeah. like, wow, that's like, maybe I would <laughs> should go get a job at Starbucks instead or something. I know. <laughs> hearing that is just, it just frustrating. You know, yeah. Just well, like, you know, press it, pushes that little button where you're just like, what? I wonder yeah. if it's cyclical. The report like, said that they're hoping to keep prices stable at the prices that they have been over the past year. So, which is over high. the past year, which is very Ooh, high. That's, that's not good for us. So, I, what I want to note, though, I, I got to ask this because I like as as a cheap and greedy person, <laughs> I'm gonna be angry. Like I got it for ninety nine dollars, but I will be angry. And I sh- I'm not looking, but if I go to Amazon and it's oh one hundred and thirty dollars, yeah, it's like that's how I because you want to hear that oh I saved you know a hundred dollars you want to hear did at the time yeah but if it's if the regular price after the blowout sale is one hundred twenty bucks I will be like damn I didn't really save that much at all I mean twenty percent's <laughs> okay but you like hearing you saved a hundred percent. <laughs> Never go back and look whether or not what you got is still on sale. No, you got a good price. Be happy with it. There's no reason to be curious. Let me tell you, forward. and I got I I know people go like, "What do you need that for? You have a Pixel Two L, Gordon. That's just stupid." I bought a 1080 Ti. I saved hundreds no, of dollars. No. I signed up for Geico. I bought a 1080 Ti for this price. He still found a way yeah. to bring it up, Brad. Yeah. Good job. You he tried to avoid it. It's it's money like he got a memory card for free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Mac Drow 421 on YouTube saying, speaking of deals, everything on eBay is 15% off until 6 p.m. Great oh. for used graphics cards. Pick hmm. up your 1080 Ti now. Deal. Make sure you can track the uh, what that card was used for, because there's going to be a lot of miners selling cards right now that might have been ridden hard. Mm. So that's my only statement of, you know, be cautious a little bit, see if you can verify where it comes from, what it's been used for. Yeah. yeah. I would also say that 15% off coupon is also a really good way to buy things from retailers who have storefronts on eBay. Oh, nice. So if their price on eBay is the same as through their normal site, so like, for example, Best Buy, you can use that 15% discount. Nice. Right. And it's still, it still should be the same return policies and everything. So it's, it's a nice little side way to get a little extra Pro discount. Tip. Oh, I nice. got a good eBay tip. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> and so I shop. I do buy a lot of stuff at Amazon, whatever hate on me, but. Um, <laughs> a lot of times things on Amazon really are n- not a great deal. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is pretty pricey. I bought like this meter and it was like 190 bucks on Amazon, 180. I went directly to that vendor that was selling it from overseas on, on eBay and it was like $120 brand new out of the box from the vendor that makes it. They sell the stuff directly to consumers. You basically miss all the markup. A lot of people mm-hmm. will buy stuff from overseas then they'll mark it up and they'll resell it on amazon you can get a lot of stuff straight from the buyer on ebay no that's true there's a lot of things that i buy like phone cases and things like that from ebay because a lot of times like not like spec and name brands but like if i'm buying just a no-name case i may as i may as well just cut out the middleman yeah (laughs) and buy directly from the chinese manufacturer nice uh so we're running short on time we are. so i've got one question nope. and one comment i'm going to switch it over to that uh elvis not uh is saying sandisk was just bought by western digital a while ago it was a while ago yeah. oh okay oh, yeah. okay uh, about a year i think year and a half really? deal closed has it been that long now i think a deal closed about a year ago so oh okay if this is a name brand. I didn't buy the. There literally were some people who were selling cardboard, calling it micro SD cards. <laughs> Try to put that in your camera. Yeah. Uh, also, the question comes from uh, Walls J. Uh, I have a two terabyte Western Digital hard drive. Should I pair it with Optane memory or buy an SSD? I have a two hundred and fifty gig NVMe as a primary drive. Uh, it, I if you can make sure this is not an automatic. You cannot automatically run Optane. You have to have a certain class of CPU. You have to have a certain chipset. All the, there's, oh my God, it's like a legal contract you have to get to, to get obtained to work, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it's worth it because you can run your NVMe drive as your primary boot drive. And then now with the newer drivers, I really need to test this out. You can use that Optane drive to cache your hard drive. So if you could do it, yeah, hell yeah, I would do it. Yeah, at first you couldn't. It would only work if the hard drive was the only... Uh, hard drive in the system, right? But now it's been updated, so now you can have a primary boot drive. Yeah, so second, oh, so nice. secondary drives you can cache, okay. so you can make your hard drive basically perform at near, you know, SSD levels. 
Not bad. In a lot of ways. And, you know, Optane is, is for the Optane memory, that, that low Q performance is pretty awesome. So, uh, You know, one more question. Uh, the, a couple of people have asked this. 1080 Ti versus 2070. Oh, boy. Oh, well. Hmm. I haven't reviewed the 2070. What's but the 2070 going to go for? My guess would be the 1080 Ti off a higher performance because it already, you know, ties the 2080. So it's going to depend what you're looking for there. But the 2070 is 600 bucks or 500 bucks? It's like all the rest of them. Theoretically, 500 bucks. The Founders Edition is 600 bucks. So it's going to be 600 bucks plus. I got to say, I it worked in NVIDIA's plan to confuse the hell out of people when it's work. Because <laughs> I think it's 500, but it really isn't because the Founders Edition is really the baseline for most yeah. people. Yep. So it's really a $600 card. It's crazy that a 70 series card is. 600 bucks <laughs> which yeah. is crazy what this generation has done yeah yeah all right well let's wrap it up before we get yelled at oh you're yeah, right we, we gotta, gotta go. go oh my god are we right we yeah. gotta go to that meeting we have a meeting meetings yay meeting time so check back for your fix of pc talk and the full nerd next week for audio listeners subscribe to us on itunes google play and stitcher and also while you're there leave us a review it helps other people find the podcast and also every time you do it there's 500 gig SSDs being sold for $3. I'm making that up. That's not true at all. <laughs> There's a lawyer sitting outside the door. Send questions and comments to the thefullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Mong with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And her deal hunting cat. Meow. And Anna Patrick Murray will hit the off switch. Uh, yes, you should definitely follow Elaine Yee on Twitter uh, at Morphing Bowl because not only does she do cat stuff, but great deals. So follow that, and we'll see you later. We'll